0: Hey friends, it's your host, Helen Edwards of the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. I just want to say thank you so much for joining in and sharing and commenting and reviewing us. We so appreciate it. I'd like to share with you my excitement for my new upcoming group coaching program titled Confident and Courageous Me. That's right. For all of you out there who are looking to gain more confidence, more courage, to go after the dreams that you really want to achieve, this is the group coaching program for you. It is definitely going to be amazing with activities, action pack, connection, and an open Q&A with yours truly. I am an author, coach, speaker, retreat leader, yoga instructor, and I create all my own graphics, videos, And I can't tell you how much it would mean to me to have you join me so that way I can help you get out of stuck and onto living the life that you dream about. Because I definitely know what that's like. Trust me, I've been there. This is not just a cliche saying. So if you put in the promo code and look in the notes, you'll see sexy47 is the promo code to join. I would love to have you and I can't wait to see you there. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast,
0: a place to discuss pain, passion, and pursuits.
1: Yes, yes, I want to feel alive.
0: Breathe. Make some moves.
1: Protect the throne.
0: This is Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sexy Freedom Media Podcast. I'm here with special guests today. My host is Tatiana. I'll let her introduce herself.
1: Hi, uh, Tatiana Villarreal. Uh, I know it's an unusual last name um, with the stress on the E. Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, it's an interesting thing how how do I introduce myself because wh- which part of the biography do we talk about? If we are to talk about the, um, our topic today, right? the imposter syndrome, the self-doubts and all that stuff, well then I'm a hypnotherapist and inner success coach and I work with uh, entrepreneurs on different internal um, blocks such as self-doubt, different fears and all that stuff that comes up in business when we actually, you know, those of us brave enough to be entrepreneurs and be on that roller coaster. Um, So I work with the inner blocks and different limitations, different negative beliefs uh, to help uh, on multiple level. I developed my own proprietary method. I do a combination of coaching and hypotherapy and uh, work on the level of the body, body memory, transgenerational imprinting and memory, obviously subconscious, conscious, and all the combination um, to help uh, my clients uh, walk into their power, step into their power, and uh, create uh, the businesses that they can actually enjoy versus the torture that it can be oftentimes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for coming on. I I love Mm -hmm. how we're going to talk about the imposter syndrome. I like everything you're doing. I I had a hypnotherapist on the show before. Um, I think there's such a wide range of people out there that can help people, you know, and I believe that we all have a role to play and somebody will, will, will attract our clients, will attract our people. And, you know, it's just a part of watering the seed that's already in them. So tell me, you know, for anybody that's going to listen or watch this, because it is on YouTube folks, (laughs) uh, what what is the imposter syndrome? Explain that first.
1: I'm not sure why it's. Confusing. you hear me? Yes. yes I, it, it froze. I couldn't hear anything for some time. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I don't know what's happening with it. It's okay. Okay. So, if that was a question, what, I did not. Yes. Hear so, what question, is, so, what is what
0: is what yeah. is the imposter syndrome? If you can explain that, please. What is happening, actually? I don't know. <laughs> the imposter syndrome is happening on on our uh, internet. <laughs> All right, imposter syndrome. Let's talk about that.
1: All right. Uh, well, um, um, uh, well, first of all, let's give a definition. If uh, um, listeners, those of you who are not entrepreneurs, um, it's this difficulty to own our success and our achievements, right? It's that feeling that despite our achievements, de- despite our success, despite our credential, expertise, knowledge, whatever we accumulated, we do not feel uh, worthy of it and we doubt ourselves. So it's ultimately like self-doubt on steroids, right? And the interesting thing about um, impo- imposter syndrome, it was discovered a while ago and people studied it in different um, spheres, like with students, with empo- um, um, employees, but they, and statistically 70% of population they say has... Um, Ever, like sometimes experience or chronically experience, And I am wondering, and from my observations, from my experience, I'm just wondering if we all feel it. And just because we don't study it long-term, like the whole lifespan, because I have a feeling that imposter and that self-doubt uh, is part of our human experience in a way. And the reason I think that is because of the way we are raised and be with the, the way we externalize our uh, self-perception and our value, right? How we look for that external validation outside of ourselves. So I'm wondering if it's really 70%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a really good definition of it. You know, just that self-doubt coming on steroids and attacking us from, you know, inside of us. Uh, I know that, I've dealt with imposter syndrome. I didn't know it was called imposter syndrome. I didn't know there was a name for it. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not like big on labels because I feel like I can get stuck in them, but, um, I've experienced that, but self-doubt is something that I do. I can agree with you that I think it is a part of the human experience. You know, like I like to tell people, um, think about, think about it like a creative, Crayola, Crayola? <laughs> coloring box with all the crayons in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you want to create a masterpiece. You're not going to just use uh, three colors. You're going to want to use all of them, all the shades you can to create this masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And self-doubt is one of them, right? It's how we conquer, overcome, and become stronger.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's a great comment, actually, because I think there is a misunderstanding a little bit sometimes about, so I don't do it labeled either, but because this is how a lot of times in different industries, people recognize it. So, Mm -hmm. and we have to put a name on it. So we put a name on it, but ultimately there is a different gradation to just having a self-doubt and being like paralyzed with fear because anxiety, fear, and perfectionism are the big three pieces about imposter. And so there is a uh, like there is a level to it, right? There is a s- different strength to it. And when we talk about impo- imposter syndrome, I think it's uh, that severe case when it's chronic, when it's uh, like it's like a long term issue. So, for example, when um, the biggest names in the human history, at some in, at some point of their life or throughout their life have admitted, wrote about it, spoke about it openly, that they felt like fraud, despite all of their achievements, despite all that, whatever the, every anything, whatever can boost our ego. So you would think that a person like Einstein or Renee Brown, or uh, there is a famous um, imposter talk, right? Uh, On TED Talk. And there's this billionaire guy, Australian, amazing, humble guy who, is standing on stage and admitting that despite all his achievements, despite the billions, despite amazing guy, and he's openly sharing, which is great and important. So there is this interesting component that we are speaking about it, but yet there are no known solution to this. And this is what I... um, decided I made up my mind to help people achieve because I developed a different take and theory around that. And, uh, it's, um, it's a, it's a very, so for a person like an entrepreneur, this is like a big deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what, yeah, great, great, um, mentioning of the greats greats out there (laughs) that have Mm -hmm. experienced it too. And yeah. And I mean, for me, when it comes to the label part, you know, it's because I don't want to get stuck on it and claim that as I am, but it was good to know that there was a name for it and that other people were experiencing it because then I felt like I wasn't alone. And I was like, oh, okay. So that, like you said, the billionaire and all these great people and successful entrepreneurs and, you know, millionaires, trillionaires, whatever they are, uh, a thousandaires, They've experienced something that I'm going through and it's okay. And it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. So tell me Tatiana, what are some ways that people can, what are some solutions to imposter syndrome? So it's a great
1: question. But before this, I would like to explain how I came to this work. So I came to uh, America with $350 in my pocket. And as a new immigrant, uh, life has not been exactly easy. And not only I brought $350 in my pocket only, I also brought, uh, uh, my baggage was literally emotional as I often say. Mm -hmm. And so um, how I came to this work is I discovered hypnotherapy originally, right? As a means to look for healing for my body. I had a developing cancer at age 21 and then the surgery and the whole as I usually say, if we are given a purpose, we're usually given a destination to this purpose, Mm. right? Otherwise, we're not going to have anything to teach and share with others. And so how I discovered imposter and how I even found out the name, what the heck, right? All I knew is that I felt like no matter what I did, I overworked. I was a type A achiever. I was taking five, six classes a semester, science classes, and worked a full-time job. And I still did not feel enough. And I still did not feel, despite my success and whatever I was achieving, that it was enough. And this is what I wanna bring it down to, that this is ultimately one of the the sucky feelings and why we wanna get rid of this, right? And to make it even worse, I discovered hypnotherapy, it helped me heal, and I wanted to share it with the world. And remember I said, emotional baggage? Well, I opened my company, I said, okay, I'm gonna tell everybody about this, I'm gonna tell the world that I didn't doubt in the method or my knowledge. And I still felt like an imposter. I still had all the doubts, now all the money beliefs came in, all that stuff came in, and I, everything ultimately I teach now is that path I walked. And I truly believe that the imposter can be uh, healed. And the reason I say that is because most people, uh, well, there is like a consensus uh, that imposter syndrome oftentimes comes from criticizing parents and different negative childhood experiences. Well, duh, of course, right? Mm -hmm. But... Nobody says, nobody knows how we can possibly like get rid of it permanently. So it's not like, and every time as an entrepreneur, every time you like pivot and do something else or there is a new skill to to learn, it pops up again. And I developed a different take on it. I realized that when we look at it only as our own individual experience and we go and do mindset. So the reason I work with body memory So one of the things I work with is because I truly believe that a patriarchal system of this planet has taught us that the mind or the mind first approaches is the deal. But we've been learning enough in the trauma industry and uh, I discovered it myself. I actually didn't know what the heck other people are doing. I discovered I'm my own client, right? So um, I noticed result on me and started applying it to my work with clients. And so most of the people will do it from the mind-based perspective because we've been told that the mind is primary. And I invite you and your audience to think, what if it is the body that remembers those childhood experiences, the growing up not feeling a certain way or feeling that our worth comes from achievements but then the critical parents and like authoritarian parents or abusive parents, right? When we grow up, they condition us differently. But when we only do it on the mind level, and when we do it only by looking at our, ourselves alone, because the second component to the, the, there are different components, but the body memory and the neural pathways that remember the whole body has the memory of those experiences. So that's one component of my work, and this is what I would like to share with the audience, that it's not enough to just work on the mind, but also work with the body memory and literally release the emotions in a way that the body would understand, because it's not the same as for the mind to understand. And the second component will be, there is a strong transgenerational component to the imposter syndrome and nobody is teaching, especially in business industry, like business coaching, all the mindset coaching, they uh, treat the individual as a separate part. But we are part of the system. And we view ourselves and our measuring stick is not really ours. It's outside of us. And unless we bring it, and that's where transgenerational work comes in, and all that inner work and emotional healing and trauma healing, um, that's where it comes in. So that's in short,
0: <laughs> and I do one. No, it's really good information. I'm a, I'm a big uh, believer and teacher myself in the mind, body, spirit as one um, that I, I'm i big on fitness. I'm big on mental strength, body strength, warrior spirit. So I, I get that. And I love that you mentioned you, you're your, your own client as well because you know in order for one to be a teacher, you must first be the student or yeah, be the student. And uh, I, I like Sam a forever student. So I think that's really great that you brought brought that up. There's a lot of science to back that up as well. That our memories are stored in our cells, and in um, the trauma the brain. is definitely held in our body. Yeah. So, so coming back to the question, what are some ways that you know the imposter syndrome can be? Um, wh- what's the solution for the imposter syndrome? Uh, now, mm,
1: whichever methodology. The audience will choose but I would highly recommend to do any of those any modalities that you resonate with obviously I'm biased biased but any modalities that actually work on the level of integrating and untangling different parts of the psyche from that external validation to bringing our validation internally and what I call it is being self-determined or self like self-defined. So without this, if I can just tell you, like one, two, three. Well, the one, two, three would be this type of inner work with bringing our authority, sovereignty, and validation, and making it internal. Because otherwise, no matter what achievements, otherwise all you know, all the people, who, the successful people of this world would not have it. Because they have no problem with achievements, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, and to help this process, part of this process has to be about the body memories, because you mentioned trauma. I mentioned trauma, but trauma is not an event that happens to us, but by how, but how we perceive the event, depending on our nervous system, our resilience, and sensitivity. So trauma is re- literally uh, it can be any event and our response to that event. And yes, it's stored in the body and the mind. So that combination of body work and identity work
0: mm-hmm.
1: and transgenerational component of that identity. So if I want to say the three pieces, because here's, here's what I know. If I tell uh, your audience, or oh, just go home and do <laughs> your home, <laughs> wherever you are, <laughs> right? do this, this, and this. And then you'll say, no, the shit doesn't work. Because, and I will be doing the service to say that it's easy. No. Is it work? Yes. But if this work includes the transgenerational, the identity, and the body memory component that all work together to release any traumas, any memories, any conditioning of that, you are not enough and you are not worthy, and therefore it's never enough, no matter what you achieve. If so these when- components, mm-hmm,
0: so uh, just to give people a visual who are listening on the audio um, platforms, mm-hmm. when you say transist, transcend, what is it? Transential, trans, trans, transgenerational, transgenerational. Okay. So what is a visual of that work look like? Is it a massage? It is a hypnotherapy where they're laying on a table and you're talking to them or it's online or, you know what I mean? Like what's a visual of somebody doing this work or working with you?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, um, there are different ways different practitioners doing transgenerational, or they call it intergenerational work, it's ultimately that work with what we have been programmed with from our ancestors, because we are role modeled the behavior. Our parents don't just you know, raise us in a certain way, it copy pastes, it's copy-pasted like mm. in the lineage, so that's why it's transgenerational. So trauma is transgenerational and passed down epigenetically through the genes, it signals the genes, right? Because trauma and unresolved wounds, ultimately they create an emotion, and emotions signal the genes, Mm-hmm. So, it's not some woo woo stuff. It's actually in our bodies through the genetic, energetic, and behavioral role modeled uh, means, right? So, we mm-hmm. are the products of that lineage. So, other people do it differently. And um, I don't, again, I developed my own method. But what I can tell um, about how I do it, you have to work through the body because the body has the emotional intelligence. And then when you combine that with uh, with subconscious work and conscious work, that's when it clicks. it. But that body work is not like I'm a hypnotherapist, right? I don't touch bodies. But I developed a method that releases the emotion because I... Um, the method I developed, I ultimately use two tools, two things known, the the, the most ancient tools known to men. This is my the core of my methodology. This is my special sauce, right? And we use it to communicate, not just with the mind, because that will be mind-based first, per, first approach, right? But with the body and communicating with both, releasing that stock emotion, and mm-hmm. when that happens, this is how our identity gets reset. Hmm. Because when we, th- like, there's this, o- like, always this feeling, this dilemma what comes first, the emotions or the thoughts?
0: The feelings or the so- thoughts? So- Right? So if somebody were to work with you, I can I can see a little bit that what you do is you kind of would help them figure out what's going on inside of them, right, where they are not able to see it. So it's like a lot of uh, mind-body awareness, yeah. which is something that, uh, y- you know, what we can see what other people can't see because they're so blocked by themselves <laughs> or yeah. what you're we- saying, the we- lineage. The ancestral traumas that have um, been embedded in them for so long. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. That's pretty awesome. Um, now, you said, when did you start recognizing this work for yourself and wanted, you know, you became bit passionate about it, and wanted to share it with others? So, that transgenerational
1: component became clear and obvious to me when I was diagnosed with the, uh, with the cancer, with the developing cancer. Mm-hmm. Now it took me a while to develop and to um, because I've tried everything under the stars. I've tried it for the healing itself and then for when I began the business. And all this came to because when we begin the business, our business is the big the, the best litmus test, the best you know mirror of who we are. our relationships are in our entrepreneurial journeys, right. Yeah. And so when I, I bumped into it, I realized, uh-oh, I am screwed. If I, if I don't do it, now I had a purpose. Now I was in a mission. And so I did it by trial and error. And some of the methods i learned and I'll combine, some of the methods I developed and learned, I don't know how to describe it. It was literally, I was, an, I was a woman on a mission. And when I realized that mission, I started then working with people with trauma and transgenerational stuff. So how I discovered this was that, and it was a while ago, it was back in 2000, like 10, 10, 11 years ago, probably more. Cause I was, I was uh, 21 when I had a, the diagnosis.
0: Yeah. Well, you look so like, like you're 21 now. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, well, see, you look like you're in your twenties. <laughs> nope. <laughs> It's all that work you do. (laughs) That light is just shining through on you. It's making you look so good. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. So the the journey has
1: the journey has been long, and it's an accumulated experience of everything, all the shit I tried and didn't work, because I Mm -hmm. I tried all that mindset work, like when you know when a coach tells you you should be charging more for your work, and logically, we as entrepreneurs, right, we know okay, I. I didn't have any doubts about my work and its value. But the coach tells me, "Okay, this should be your price, you're undercharging." But that inner doubter inside, all the shit comes up. And I'm like, "Now what?" Okay, she told you. You understand it logically. And then you're on a sales call with the client. You know you have the goods. And I'm like, "I know I had the goods." And I'm sitting there, everything is shaking, and when we have it energetically, you know that. We repel clients. We repel money. We think we want the money, but then I ask my clients, okay, you want $40,000 $40, a month. And I guide them through a process. And what we find out in that process is that she's terrified, and so was I, to claim that. We all say we want to be millionaires or, or at least have the financial uh, abundance. And I would argue and say that we logically do. But subconsciously, there are all those inner doubters, perfectionists, and all the wounded inner children, and all the transgenerational shit, that ultimately, this is what shows up. And we repel the money, we repel the partner, that perfect partner we want. And we manifest. That's why manifestation doesn't work. We manifest that unicorn. But the key is not to manifest. I manifested so many things in my life, and I watch people who do. And then they lose it because they can't sustain it. And this is where the work comes in, where you don't just manifest that you actually get to keep it. The money, the partner, the business of your dreams, whatever that might be for you, for me, for everybody who's listening.
0: Yes. Yes, queen. <laughs> I love that. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh? I love, uh, connecting with like-minded such as yourself and and coaches such as yourself and, and seeing what parts we can help, you know, others at, cause there's so many out there who are in need of us. And, you know, did you, you mentioned, you know, working, did you work with a coach yourself? Oh yeah. That's how I know okay. That's sh- that all the mindset shit doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I like what you mentioned about that because I, it, I mean, I was doing coaching, I was doing everything I was doing. And it wasn't until I got, you know, I hired somebody that, that told me exactly what you just said. Hey, you're, you're, uh, you're worth a lot more than you think. And it's good. And it, it's so, and it made me think like, why did I wait so long to hire somebody? And it took that hiring somebody to tell me that. And that's when I was just like, oh my, cause people have said that to me before, but you're right. I went through that stage of like, oh, but I want to, I want to help more people and I want to do this and that. And for me, it was like a it was like, I couldn't let go of a certain belief that I, I began with, it was good when I began with it, but it carried on with me through the last 13 years of work that I've been doing this. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's time this year is about leveling up. So I really yeah. appreciated that you mentioned that. And because there's so many of us and, you know, entrepreneurs and business boss babes, sometimes we can have a chip on our shoulder where we're like, I don't need help. I don't need somebody to tell me this. Oh, no. I, I, I'm fine. I could fix it myself, but that's where—that's where you're wrong. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But you, we Blind all, spots. yeah, we all didn't get here on our own. We got here because people cared about us, and we cared about ourselves enough to ask for help. And and I think that's where you know you got to tell that ego to to chill back the fuck up you know like <laughs> it's time for you to shine and level up even more and you need to work with people so i'm really glad that you mentioned that tatiana um what so what's um, next for you where where can people find you at
1: i i am the only tatiana Valeria i know on facebook and google that's one l no not not the more hispanic uh, uh pronunciation of it um um, so TatianaValerie.com, uh, I'm on Facebook, I have a group for women, uh, um, for, the group is for women only, right? I do work with some men, like there is a small percentage of my clients who are male, um, for a reason, because not everybody's willing to go deep, right? And as you said um, about that, oh, I don't need anybody, we, um, how I usually, um, I invite people to ponder. So you have a dream. I have a dream, everybody has a dream. And if that dream hasn't been achieved yet, and especially if you've tried over and over and over again, and you are hitting that invisible, I call them with fighting with a windmill, but some people call it an invisible ceiling or a wall. If you've tried everything and the dream is not here yet, that means there is a blind spot. So your dreams are gonna be you know, coming true um, much faster, right? All of our dreams will be happening much faster and much sooner as soon as we learn to ask for help. And part of the imposter and the self-doubt of that label, which you don't like, but we have to name it something, but part of it is the perfectionism. And this is where the type A, I don't need help. I am not like I'm on my own and not knowing when to ask for help, how to ask for help, how to receive help. And this is a learning in itself, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So where can people find you, Tatiana?
1: Yeah, my website, Tatiana Valeria, uh, my uh, Facebook group, uh, Soul Driven uh, Female Entrepreneurs Impact Income Growth and uh, my personal page. uh, I started my YouTube, but I just literally just just started it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you came on Tatiana. I'm glad you reached out and you uh, you have such a big spirit and such a big light to share with the world. I'm really thankful for you doing what you're doing. Don't ever stop. (laughs) Thank you everybody for watching and visiting and checking us out. Remember to subscribe. You'll find all Tatiana's information in our show notes and remember to share because sharing is caring. Bye folks. Thank you so much. Bye everybody. Want to hear more? Uh, Visit us at sexyfreedommedia.com.